You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Juju Smith-Schuster signed with New England. He's gone. I'm... I'm sad. Like, I, I thought for sure they would do anything and everything to keep him in Kansas City. He said how much he loved playing in Kansas City. He wanted to come back next year. I know it's all talk. Money talks louder. But what are our thoughts on this? I am bummed. So the first thing that stood out to me was the contract and how small it is. So it says three years for 33, but really... Um, it's three years for 25 million, and then he can earn up to like seven and a half million in incentives, much like his contract was structured in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're talking about uh, if we just want to go off annual, that's 11 million dollars a year. That's way less than I thought Juju was going to fetch. But we talked about this earlier in the week. You saw Jacoby Myers' deal come across. When you saw who who else had signed a deal earlier in the week? Alan Lazard with yes. the Jets. <clears throat> Those were both around that $11 million range. And I and I thought, okay, well, this is clearly what the market is, but Juju might be a little bit ahead of those guys. So if that's there, maybe he can get $13 million. Maybe he can get $14 million. And it's very clear the market for Juju Smith-Schuster was not there. I was surprised that the Chiefs didn't try to beat New England. But then think about this, Kayla. Brett Veach has shown over the last couple of off-seasons He is not willing to reset the market for a player. He didn't do it with Tyreek Hill last year. He didn't do it with Orlando Brown Jr. And it looks like he's not going to do it with Juju Smith-Schuster either. I mean, he's not doing it with Juju. But like, not knowing exactly how this played out, you look at some of the details that came out. There were reports that the Chiefs made a concrete offer to Juju, but that he had more financial stability by taking the New England offer. And I can't blame him for that, but it's a little startling just to see that that was what it took to pry him away from Kansas City. It wasn't a massive deal, but it was enough to make Brett Veach say, you know what? We're not matching it. We're going to give you what we think you're worth. We're not going to give you a deal just because that's what the market says you're going to get this offseason. They clearly draw a line in the sand with how they're willing to negotiate with certain players. And on one hand, I respect it. On the other hand, I'm a little feel fearful because I don't know what you do from here. I'm sure they've got a, a trick up their sleeve. They've got something planned here, but I, I'm just curious to see what that's going to be. I, I know I'm not a player, so I can't really tell you what this would be like, but there's just no going from Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones. Are you kidding me? Like, for the love of the game right here, I would much rather stay in KC for less money, play with the best team in the NFL, than make more money and go lose games. Like, hard pass. So, yeah, I mean, it's basically going to be a two-year deal. That's how most of these contracts are structured with the guaranteed money up front. He'll be available to sign a new deal in two years. I wonder this part, too. Like, how big was the gap between what the Patriots offered him and what the Chiefs were willing to give him? Right. Because if it's one thing to say you would you would rather take less money, but we don't know how much less, you know? A big enough gap to choose to play with Mac over Pat. Yeah, but but what but what is that gap? You know, if it's if it's a if it's we're not we're probably not talking like a million or two million dollars here. 
right? We're and if you and if you told me that, like we can look at the grant, the big number across the totality of the deal. But Juju's also looking at this on a year by year basis. This is a guy who has knee concerns. This is a guy who's got what four concussions in his career. And if he's saying I'm going to make two million more dollars next year by going to New England, like it's it's tough to say. Well, no, take take less money because this is the first big payday of his career, right? He's this is a guy who has taken less money multiple times in his career. He took less money to stay the extra year in Pittsburgh. He took less money to come to Kansas City this past year. He's probably saying to himself, no, I've done that, right? I, I've took less money for two straight years. This is the first big payday of my career. And with his injury history, you have to seriously consider if this is going to be the last big payday of your career. Two follow-up questions that are somewhat related. Um, we heard reports that Pat is fielding text from other wide receivers who want to come play. Who do we think they are? Well, the two big names that are out there are DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Odell, Odell apparently wants $15 million a year. I'm not pleased with his character after that airplane video, but continue. Well, the market for him right now is just so up in the air because he hasn't he didn't play last year. The year before that, he was traded halfway through the season. He was really solid with the Rams, but he only played about half a year and the numbers weren't great. He was good in the Super Bowl, then he got injured. So I don't really know what the market is for a guy who hasn't played football in a year and hasn't been at the top of his game for like three years, for four years. So who's paying him $15 million when we're clearly seeing what the market is for wide receivers right now, it's around that $11 million range mm -hmm. and none of these dudes are stars. And I don't, and that's the biggest issue is can, can, can a team convince Odell Beckham jr. You're not a star. Hey, we want you, but we're not going to pay you as much as you think you're worth. That happens a lot of times. Like that's what, and we're going to get into Orlando Brown Jr. But that's what happens is guys will sit there and say, I'm a star. I want to be paid like a star. I'm better than everybody else in this class. And it's up to the teams to determine whether or not that's true. Because you can believe whatever you think and you can hold out and play hardball. But if no team is willing to match you on your demands, then eventually you're going to be in for a rude awakening. I don't think the Chiefs are paying Odell Beckham Jr. $15 million. Maybe somebody will. But that's a pretty risky deal for a guy who hasn't played much football lately. DeAndre Hopkins is the interesting one to me. If you told me that he could be had for a round three pick, that you could get a guy with three-time All-Pro, and yes, he missed time last year. He was suspended at the beginning of the year for PED use. And it, they kind of shut him down at the end of the season. But when he came back from suspension... He was immediately, once again, one of the top 10 receivers in football. I don't really like this notion that oh, this guy's over the hill and that he's he's not one of the, the game's elite receivers. I still think he has that in him. Agree. Yeah, the question becomes, okay, how much are you willing to give up to get him? And then on top of that, does he want a new contract or would he be willing to play out the final two years on his current deal? Because if he's willing to play out his contract, making about $19 million a year, you can stomach that for two years. 
if he's like, no, I want to get traded and I want to rework my deal and I want a big pay raise, I would imagine once again, the Chiefs would be out on him. But if it's not those two guys, I don't know who else is out there to go and get, Kayla. Does that make you nervous? I mean, a little bit. I'm not nervous for the team. Like, I think they'll find a way to make it work no matter who they have at receiver next year. But I'm just nervous at the idea of striking out this offseason. I'm nervous at the idea of sort of having a plan A, having a plan B, and not being able to get either of them done. Like, they're going to add someone. I would imagine in the next day or two, we're going to get news of a Chiefs signing at wide receiver. It may not be a big, splashy name. It could be Darius Slayton from New York. Uh, it could be Nelson Aguilar, right? It might be a name that you're not super Ew. excited about. <laughs> they're going to add names via free agency, and they're probably going to spend one of their top two picks on a wide receiver in the draft. But I think I think what you're saying and what I'm saying and what a lot of Chiefs fans are saying is it would be nice to have a recognizable name to bring a just a just a smidge of stability to that receiver room. Maybe it's a guy like Adam Thielen right? A veteran receiver who can just kind of come in, get you up 50 catches for 600 yards and five touchdowns. I would take that in a heartbeat. It I doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be a pro bowl receiver because we just saw last year, the best example we're ever going to get. You don't need a bunch of stars at receiver. You got Kelsey, let everybody else sort of get in where they fit in. And that's probably going to be good enough to once again, be one of, if not the league's best offenses. Aside from the obvious, last off season um were there this many moving pieces last year outside of Tyreek I feel like a lot's happening with this team so far well you had less yeah I mean less you, moves yeah we didn't know exactly what was going to happen with Orlando Brown Jr we didn't know what was going to happen with Frank Clark I mean we thought Frank Clark was was going to be gone after 2021 there were less there were less moves but really we're only looking at two players Juju and Orlando which we knew before the season were your two biggest free agents and i think the idea was that you're gonna resign one of them you'll maybe use the franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr again while you try to extend Juju then once we realized the Chiefs weren't going to use the tag on Orlando, it's like, okay, well, now you're definitely extending Juju. And that didn't happen either. So it's kind of this weird feeling of, oh, you didn't get either of them? We assumed you would get one. But it's just, I, I think, again, it speaks to the philosophy of this front office. We are not going to overpay. I don't care. This is kind of, I think this is what they're, they're maybe signaling to their fan base. I don't care how valuable you think this guy is. I don't care how much you think we need to have a left tackle or we need to have a wide receiver. We're not overpaying. Like just if there's one thing you need to learn about us, we're not overpaying just because you think we're desperate. We are never going to make a desperation move because while that may plug a hole right now, eventually if you overpay someone at the tail end of that deal, Right, like we just saw with Frank Clark. You give these guys massive deals. You're always paying for it at the end. And if you overpay and you don't get production, that's how you wind up paying $27 million to a defensive end who gets four and a half sacks in a season. Like That's the issue that you run into. And the Chiefs, I think, are looking at that and saying, we're not doing that anymore. 
We're not going to pay Orlando Brown Jr. $20 million a year just for him to be the 13th best left tackle in football three years from now. Same can be said for Juju. We're not going to pay him $11 million a year if two years from now he's our third. Because I think that's the other part of this, Kayla. I do believe Veach when they say, or when you know Lewis Riddick was saying this during the Raiders game, or when James Palmer was tweeting this out last week, that they think Darius Tony is going to be the number one next year with or without Juju. Mm-hmm. So let's just imagine, we already know that. Let's just imagine they think that Sky Moore is going to take a big step next year. They, we clearly know they don't value Juju all that much. They weren't willing to pay him $11 million a year. So let's just think about this hypothetical. They, they're high on Kadarius. They think Juju takes a big step. Two years from now, you're paying Juju Smith-Schuster $11 million to potentially be the number three wide receiver on the team. Right, I think that's what they're thinking. Why would we pay a backup, a guy who will eventually be a backup for us, why would we pay him starter money? It just doesn't make any sense. So it, I think it speaks to the guys that they like, but it also speaks to a philosophy of, I don't want to get hand out any more deals that two years down the line look like they were really bad investments because all of a sudden those guys have gotten passed on the depth chart. 